0: Space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we are. Your auto team right on the job in the studio. We're in South Florida, but we broadcast and we videocast all over the world. We're pretty, pretty, pretty heavy in the United States. We get people from a lot of states calling in. Once in a while, we get a call from overseas. And uh, our task, our dedication is very, very simple. We want to help it make help you buy your car easier for less money and repair your car and lease your car or maintain your car. We just want to save you money, save you aggravation. You know, sometimes I think the aggravation that people have going into a car dealership uh, is worse than the money that it costs them. I, you know, mental anguish is not uh, inexpensive. You know, you, if you experience enough trauma, it's not good for you, it can shorten your life. And um, favorite expression bounces around all the time. I'd rather have a root canal than buy a car. And, and you also uh, I know people that just say, I'm not gonna buy a car because I just don't want to go through the experience. You've all heard, your regular listeners anyway, have heard me talk about the Gallup annual poll on ethics and honesty in professions, ethics and honesty. I mean, guess who? <laughs> guess who was at the bottom of the list for, I think, 50 years. In 1977, uh, the Gallup poll started that, and every year, car dealers are right down at the bottom. Sometimes they get lucky, and they're second from the bottom. And lobbyists or congressmen are at the bottom, but they're always down there. I mean, uh, 90% of the time, you can count on the Gallup poll showing you car dealers just make us angry. And uh, I'm a car dealer, by the way. Uh, and they make me angry, and I'm a car dealer. So, in f- way of full disclosure, uh, we are uh, selling cars. Been doing it for a long time. Uh, this is a completely separate division. <laughs> I don't... Uh, i don 't advocate or try to sell you cars on this radio show. This is not an infomercial. In fact, I get a little upset sometimes when we start talking too much about the product we sell. I, I just try to keep it very, very generic because every car dealer virtually is trying to get a, uh, away with something, and uh, we 're trying to reform that. Federal Trade Commission by the way is that 's really the buzz now. The Federal Trade Commission has really jumped on uh, possible modifications. Uh, for car dealers and requirements. It's almost comical. Nancy Stewart and I, she's my co-host. She's sitting right next to me now in the, in the studio. We were talking on the way to the studio about the Federal Trade Commission. And, uh, and she says, well, you know, one of the regulations is that when you, when you advertise a car, you have to sell it for that price uh, out the door. <laughs> so uh, we also have a text from our favorite texter, Uh, uh, Anne Marie and uh, Anne Marie uh, is, uh, she's just amazing the way she's perceptive and intelligent and and sends us uh, uh, interesting text. Her text that she sent, which Stu will introduce a little later uh, in the show, pretty quick actually uh, about the Federal Trade Commission and uh, their proposed uh, changes. I mean, they're well intended. I mean, they are definitely well intended. Uh, How much effect they'll have, well, That's what we can talk about later in the show. Um, With all that said, uh, we listen to you. And we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, not what we want to talk about. Uh, Call us. We prioritize calls. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Nancy Stewart, she looks at her laptop. Your call comes in. I stop talking, Rick Kearney stops talking, Stu stops talking, and we go right to the phone. So we like the phones. They're personalized. I know some people don't want to use the phones, but uh, they make for a more of a personal exchange. 877-960-9960. Now, for you folks who just want to get it off your chest, you don't want to have uh, be live on the air, you could go to uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. If you're a Facebook person, facebook.com forward slash Cars. Or you can go to youtube.com forward slash Cars. Rick Kearney monitors that particular channel. Stu monitors Facebook. Uh, so we're all over. Uh, we're all over. We're, uh, we can be uh, reached in a variety of manners. Uh, the, the, the coolest manner, though, I like it. I love it. Uh, anonymousfeedback.com. Your anonymousfeedback.com y o u r a n o n y m o u s feedback.com your anonymousfeedback.com say so anything you want and I say that literally you can swear you can uh threaten you can oh please don't threaten me <laughs> but you can <laughs> you can uh we'll read all the no matter how caustic your comments are they will be read with you know, bleeps for the vulgarities. Now, we don't get a lot of that. I, I Actually, most of the anonymous feedbacks are quite uh, literate, uh, well-written, I mean, interesting, and not, uh, not, not caustic at all. And once in a while, we get one. But I say that just to emphasize, you, no matter what you say, we don't know who you are. We don't know where you are. We don't, we don't have your IPO number. We don't know. I mean, all the ways things can be traced. This is truly a cool way to uh, be anonymous. And there's a company, Incognito.com. If any business people or individuals out there are interested in having a URL, a web address that people can contact you through and not know who contacts you, you go to Incognito.com. And Incognito is spelled I-N-C-O-G. N-E-A-T-O, N-E-A-T-O, I-N-C-O-G, N-E-A-T-O.com. Really cool website. You business people ought to do it. A lot of blue chip companies use it because if you really know what you're doing and you're a businessman, you really want to hear unexpurgated what your customers think. I mean, if, you, if you're if you listening to what your managers are telling you and the people that work for her are telling you, they're telling you what you want to hear. If you want to hear the truth, go to youranonymousfeedback.com. Okay, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, who is my co-host. She's a female advocate. She's responsible for bringing a huge number of female listeners and callers to the show. And she does this in a variety of ways. She has one way, which is monetary, and she'll explain that to you. Uh, Nancy, the mic is all yours.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another great show here at Earl on Cars. Uh, Ladies, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning, and we would love to hear from you and hear from you just to say hello or maybe share your experience about uh, buying, leasing, uh, uh, renting, uh, anything at all uh, that uh, you you may have been part of this uh, past week or this past month. 877-960-9960. And again, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And the uh, Federal Trade Commission has certainly been in the news a lot, and uh, I'm happy for that. Uh, But there are some that aren't, and uh, they criticized the Federal Trade Commission uh, this past week. Uh, That's the National Auto Dealers Association, and uh, uh, also uh, they – well – to shorten this, uh, what do you think? Uh, do, do you think the proposals uh, to control these car dealers uh, in taking advantage of us is uh, valid? Uh, oh, oh, what are your thoughts this morning? Uh, the National Auto Dealers Association, uh, their criticism, uh, they, they said that it was unwarranted. Uh, they said it, it, it's ineffectual. Uh, that uh, they're that they're going to make the car buying process uh, more complicated. Give me your thoughts. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We're going to go right to the phones where Warren is waiting from New Jersey. Yeah, good hi, morning.
2: Vince, how are you? Hi. Good morning. How are you?
1: Great.
2: Uh, I, I like to talk to Rick. Okay. Right, right here. Great. He's right here. Okay, Rick. I got, a, I got a question for you. Last Monday, I have a 2010 Ford Taurus, and was, I was parked in a parking lot, and we had a thunderstorm, and water came up to about the door level, but we see it. I have water on the passenger side, and I thought I got rid of it. I had bailed it out, I shampooed, I, you know, those, those vacuums and all that kind of stuff. All of a sudden, all week long, water keeps coming up. From some place, I hear it swishing and it keeps coming up, and I probably had a hole underneath. Was there any way I can get rid of it? As of last night, I still had water just on the passenger side, no place else, and I just can't seem to get rid of it.
3: Uh, the first thing I'd be checking, especially if you're getting water just on the passenger side, is the AC drain tube, the the little tube for the air conditioner. Uh, are, right. are you? kind of handy yourself for do-it-yourself type no, stuff? No, no, I'm not. I'm the most unhandy person in the uh, entire world. Sounds like a <laughs> baby. What you can try doing, though, pull, reach up to the front of the carpet, up where your feet would be, pull that carpet right. back, and you're going to look for a box, basically, which is where the air conditioner has a little drain weighed out the bottom, and a rubber tube that comes off of that, and you just want to check and make sure that that tube is letting the water drip out of it from the air conditioning, it may be plugged right. up, especially if water or mud got up in it and it plugged up that tube. The water from the air conditioning is actually filling up that box and then overflowing on the floor. Uh, so check Off that tube. Shoulders. Make sure it's clean, that it's clear and, and draining properly. And the other thing that I'd highly recommend, get a couple buckets of damp rid. It's a product that is meant to absorb moisture. Close the car up tight. Leave that damp rid sitting in the car and it will help absorb that moisture right out of the air, but it will also suck up all that water. You know, if you can't get it with a like a wet dry vac, try that, and right. it will help you out.
2: Okay, okay, because the it's been close to hundred degrees here every day, right? So obviously the air conditioner is in the you're running that air conditioner all the time. Now I, I got one more. Now that you brought the air conditioner up, the car, I you know, the car is you know twelve years old, has almost two hundred thousand miles on. Um, I had the air conditioner replaced under a warranty job many years ago. Um, When I have it on high, just on ultimate high, sometimes when I'm driving, it goes off and comes back on. So I don't keep it on ultimate high. I keep it on the the level below that, and I have no problem. Is that like a shortage in it, or is that telling me the air conditioner might go? What might be the problem on that?
3: I would be looking for what's called the blower resistor. Uh, ask, a, ask a mechanic to have that checked out for you. Uh, usually but, what they have is there's the fan switch. Uh, I'm assuming you're saying that the air stops blowing, which is the blower for fan. It's
2: like a second, for like a second, like two seconds, and it'll come back on again.
3: Yeah, it's, it's probably that either that blower motor or the resistor causing that to happen. Uh, I, w- I would have a mechanic check out that blower motor for you.
0: And call us okay, back. Uh, we'd love to hear what they say. Uh, if it's a high price, remember to shop it around. But uh, uh, we'd like to hear from you next week when you find out what the mechanic found for you.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I'll do that. I'll, I'll look at it. And Earl, I just got one one statement for you. I know you talk about this all the time. When, when, and I know you're not into politics or anything. So it's just not a really a political state. But, you know, in a lot of states, the big thing is anti-government. So you know you got these politicians, and again I don't get into politics, but when it comes to enforcing any laws, you know they'll get on a whole rant about, uh, oh well, you know the government shouldn't be involved in anything. The government shouldn't be involved in anything. So there's a sort of a tinge of politics in all of this when enforcement comes to do anything.
0: Exactly, yeah, I, I, you know, government is great at making laws, but they're terrible about enforcing them, so every every time you turn around, they got a bunch of laws on the books, most people don't know what the laws are, and even if you know what they are, the regulators don't enforce them, either though, maybe they don't know, or more likely, uh, they've been lobbied so heavily by people that are depending on breaking those laws, so, yeah, uh, the government is, They, uh, I started to say they, in, they mean well. I don't even think they mean well. Uh, uh, politicians want to get elected. They say what they have to say to get elected. And uh, they tell you what you want to hear. And they make laws that you want to make. Uh, they'll make as many laws as you want. They just won't enforce them. So uh, it's frustrating. We have to take care of ourselves. The uh, government isn't going to take care of us. No,
2: that, that's it. Because I, I hear these people on ranting. And I'll be a quick... Yeah, I hear him ranting all the time. Well, government <laughs> shouldn't force them. Government shouldn't do this. Government. Well, sometimes you have to, and you know, and then politicians are just afraid to say, "Well, we don't want yeah. somebody coming out of us because we're, we're pro-government enforcement uh, or something."
0: Yeah. We, but yeah, anyway, yeah we, thanks
2: we, a we, lot, <laughs> and and, and, and uh, okay, thanks, thanks a lot. I enjoy your show, and and thanks, Rick, for
0: helping me out. Yeah, call next week after you get that car checked out.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks for tuning okay, in, great. Warren. And that damp product you, is definitely. <laughs> Definitely worth every cent that you're going to pay for it. I use it a lot. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, your com. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: You know, Warren said something, and I uh, I was hoping we'd get some calls about uh, that. Uh, I have a an attorney that's been talking to me, and they've... Uh, they got a, a big case uh, that they're thinking about bringing to court, um, lawsuit, uh, it'll be big. Uh, and it has to do with a car that was flooded, uh, not from a flood, but from uh, a leak in the car that was the manufacturer's fault. And uh, the car sat outside because the owner wasn't home, and, uh, and uh, w- uh, when she got home, there was like three feet of water in the car. Um, Wow. Now, the problem is mold, and we all know that mold is, you know, it's a, it's a plague. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, you, sometimes it's practically impossible to get rid of. So I'm just curious about uh, anybody out there that's had that experience. Uh, we know that a flood car is the kiss of death. You have a flood car. It's got to be noted on the title. The insurance companies total it. If you have a car that's been under X amount of water from the outside from a flood, then it's total. Uh, the uh, insurance companies will total it. What if the same car is underwater from the inside? Is that total too? I don't know the answer to that.
3: Yes, it is. Okay. Um, now this this is kind of going with the uh, the rule of thumb that the insurance companies were using from floods that came from the outside, but it would be the same result. Is if the water reaches the bottom of the dash, you can pretty much assume that. So many computers in that car, and so much of the wiring has gotten wet that.
0: Now, that's understandable. It needs what to be about done. mold? If water sits in a car uh, for, for you know, X number of weeks or months, isn't mold, particularly in a high humidity area, pretty much
3: uh, going to happen? Absolutely, but there is actually a way around that. Um, basically, the interior of the car would have to be removed. Uh, the carpet shampooed. Any uh, padding would have to be replaced, or make sure it's uh, completely dried out. So you have to remove the entire interior. Exactly. Oh, I see. And then we would call a company like uh, for a, a local company here is Serve Pro, and they come out and do what's called a mold remediation, where basically they scrub and sanitize the inside guarant- of the car. Is
0: it guaranteed?
3: We've had excellent work from them, not, and not I believe what? they do have a guarantee well, on well, it. Well,
0: let's find out, because I, I think that's a good question. If they guarantee it, it's one thing. But uh, I know there are a lot of mold-removing companies, and the good ones and bad ones, but I'm wondering about the guarantee. Uh, I, the reason I say that is that how many times have we read about houses that have been uh, torn down because of mold? Uh, there have been houses in flood areas. And once the mold gets into a house, I guess you just can't gut the interior of a house the way you can gut the interior of a car. Right. That might be the problem. So,
3: Well, and, and one one thing we have had, <clears throat> uh, Tacoma pickups, the past couple of years of them, yeah. had a problem with the center brake light up on the top of the cab yeah. leaking water inside. Yeah. And in a case like that where we find any sort of water down inside, Mm -hmm. if there's any signs of mold, even the slightest little bit, this is our procedure. We strip the interior. We call ServPro. And so, I mean, if Toyota authorizes it, then yeah, I'd say that's guaranteed enough for me. Thank
0: you, Rick. Uh, Did you make the offer to the ladies about Calling in the first time, lady callers.
1: I did, but I'll remind them again, again in yeah. case they just tuned in, ladies. Uh, Fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. Fifty dollars this morning for the first two lady callers. Give us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We are going to go back to the phones. Uh, we're uh, we have uh, Doug. Good morning, Doug.
4: Hey, good morning. How are you?
1: We're great. How are you doing?
4: Hey Earl, I'd like to ask him a question about the Tesla. Yeah. I was thinking about purchasing one. Uh, is there a long waiting list, do you know? I know. I thought you were going to get an
0: empty one. Well, I tell you what, uh, it was a very long waiting list. And uh, this uh, whole pandemic and the economic situation and the shutdown in China, the shutdown of uh, uh, manufacturing plans for Tesla Some of they they call them their Giga factories uh, shut down so they're they're falling behind I think we 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 do want to buy one for Nancy but they're talking like eight months and uh, it's crazy uh, I waited uh, months for mine so all cars are this way uh doug uh and Tesla is no different than the rest of them they're and also by the way Tesla's raising their prices like crazy they're they're pri- you know Everybody thinks I'm in love with Elon Musk. I I think he's a a very smart guy, but he's a businessman. He is truly a businessman, and he's got a higher margin when he sells you a car. I say he. Tesla sells cars directly. They don't go through dealers. So you think going by directly, you get it for less. Their margin at Tesla is almost 25%. That's more than dealers make. So 25% every time... Tesla sells a car directly to me or Nancy or you. It's a huge markup. The fact of the matter is, apparently people think it's worth the money and they're paying it. At least they are so far. But that's uh, you're going to wait if you want to buy a Tesla, Doug.
4: Yeah, and now also do they have? I know I, I heard you say you have different models. Is, is there, like what's the fastest one? I I mean I like I'm a, I'm old school, so I would like something with speed. But I know you have a fast one, don't
3: you?
0: You now the S model, uh, and the fastest is the Plaid. Uh, the S model, that's the S model, um, is the fastest. And all the Teslas are fast, whether you're talking, I think there's five different models. Uh, the, way it's, the way it's set up with the electric motor, they're all fast. As a matter of fact, hybrids are fast. I mean, Tesla happens to be the fastest, but all electric cars are real fast.
4: Okay. Now, do you have to now? if you went online, say I had a year to wait for it, can I go through my local dealership to
0: order or you go like like you say right through Tesla direct? You have to go Tesla direct. You can't you can't buy a car through a dealer. Now, the, Tesla has dealers, but they're factory owned. Now, in other words, they're, you know, the dealer is Tesla. So they they the, uh, there's one on Okeechobee Boulevard. There's a Tesla dealership and that's part of Tesla. Yep. So you go over there and then you order online or you can go home and order online or you you know, it isn't uh, Occasionally, you buy cars because they'll have demonstrators and things like that. But if you want to buy a new Tesla, you're going to buy it online directly from Tesla. Okay,
4: and now, and I was mentioned to you, I heard you before talking about leasing. Now, if you lease a Tesla or any other electric car, are the batteries covered under the lease, the whole amount of lease, the whole time the lease is, uh, up, oh sure,
0: sure. Yeah, it's uh, the the batteries. Everything's covered. I mean, I I I have very little problems. with Very little maintenance. You practically never go into the service department with an electric car, and um, it's uh, uh, it will cover the. Your concern is well founded, though, because the battery technology is changing, improving uh, every year. The batteries get. Uh, they'll last longer more powerful smaller uh, everything they're just they improving at warp okay. speed so if you at least a tesla for three years or buy a tesla and keep it for three years you've got to buy a battery that's obsolete it's not going to die on you those batteries will last a long long time today they didn't used to but they do today So uh, the battery is not a big concern anymore. It's just getting better and better. And that's a concern. Uh, I would recommend you lease the car instead of buy it.
4: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. That way, there at the end of the three years. Now, say when your lease is up and you get ready to turn it in and there's no models available. Do you have to wait a year after you've turned it in for the next one if you wanted to lease another one?
0: Well, you could buy it. You could exercise your purchase uh, uh, option and buy the car, drive it. Uh, until the new models come out. Uh, or you can sell. Oh, it and with, then we, you...
4: Know, there, you
5: know,
0: know. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Now, listen, I, I, and how, what's the battery life on them? Uh, two, you know, 10 years? or
5: What's the battery life on, it, 10, on a... On a electric um I don't know. I mean... <laughs> It's, it's I, cool. I, I don't mean the battery
4: life. I'm sorry, the, the, the mileage. Thing. Oh, the range—it
5: varies go. from the two, yeah. like two in the, in the mid twos on the you can extended range into the mid-threes.
0: Yeah, my 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 Lexa will get uh, 350 on on a full charge. 350 miles. Now,
5: can you
4: charge it just off the 110 at your house? Or do they yeah, yeah. Plug it. I plug
0: it in. I don't have the supercharger, so if I plug it in, it takes uh, uh, overnight. I'll plug it in typically at night and, and, get, and in the morning it's fully charged, and I got 350 miles if I want to fully charge it. They recommend you don't fully charge it to maximize battery life, so I've got it on 90% charge, so I'll have like 300 miles instead of 350.
4: Right. So I work like at the post office, which is like 60 miles away. So I have to just get together with the supervisor. Yeah. Tell him, hey, I
0: need to pull my car in. Anywhere anywhere down here, in fact, pretty much anywhere, uh, you have superchargers within 15 or 20 minutes. A supercharger will charge that Tesla to 80% charge in 20 minutes. So it's not much worse than going into a gas station. You know, you have a donut and a Coke and use the restroom and your car is charged
4: yeah I see them all the time
0: at Wawa has them yeah exactly exactly yeah
4: do they charge you to charge
0: your car? yeah uh, it goes right on your card you're yeah. a your Tesla owner uh, the cool thing about Tesla when I took mine in for service the other day everything was on my car i mean I'm on on my app everything your account, you know, yeah. on my account so uh, everything mm-hmm. you do with Tesla goes on your account the charging uh if you if you have to buy a tire service. anything you do everything
4: it goes right on your account
0: goes right on your account yeah Good for them, good for you.
4: Okay, Earl. Okay, Earl and Nancy, thank you. I listen to you guys every Saturday. Thank
5: you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for tuning in. I did the supercharger at Wawa in Orlando, and it was a good experience.
0: Were they right? Twenty minutes. There's twenty
5: minutes. I got. I filled up almost. Uh, filled up. <laughs> I filled up with <laughs> electrons almost completely, and um, I sat there a while, while with my daughter, and we we ate snacks in the car, and it was nice, and we we drove home. Yeah. So, uh, in the, when the future looks like that, when it's that convenient, I don't think there's going to be a problem.
0: And you talk about waiting. Uh, you know, with a, with a Tesla, at least with my my, my plan, I think the S models, uh, you have. You have you have Wi Fi, you have uh, internet, mm-hmm. and you have a big screen, like a a, a big T V oh, screen. You can play games, you watch can you, you can play games, you can watch stream movies. I mean sometimes I go out and sit in my Tesla in the garage and dance, you wonders where I am. I'm out playing.
5: You're making fart noises in your in your car. Yeah, I mean you can you can you <laughs> it can does inter- that by the you way. You can entertain
0: yeah. yourself for hours you know in a Tesla. So
1: you need uh, to do that more often. Let's
0: get let's get back to. And
1: uh, uh, you know, I'd I'd have a comment here for uh, Stu. You know what's so nice about that story you just shared with our audience about uh, going to uh, charge? Yeah, why? Well, well. <clears throat> when you were sitting at Wawa, what was so nice about that is something that doesn't go on today very often, and that's that one-on-one with another human being oh, that's sure. in your vehicle that you wouldn't normally be able to. Eating potato sp- chips. And spend. And welcome yeah, to Earl on Psychology. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: I'm only kidding. I said welcome to Earl on Psychology.
1: Uh, but at any rate, uh, about another question. That I have is uh, the if you can answer this to a, a warranty on a, a a battery for a Prius is that seven eight years is uh, it ten, or has ten, it changed?
5: It's ten years. Um, ten years. How much? Ten years. One hundred thousand miles on yeah. the hybrid system.
1: Okay. Was that uh, start off at eight as eight? And then ha- did they then. change that from eight eight years? Eight years.
3: One hundred thousand.
1: Okay, very good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um as you can see, we're covering a lot of different topics here and we would enjoy your feedback. We love hearing from you because you make the show. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Would love to hear from you about the Federal Trade Commission and how you feel about it. Um, You're going to take a look, hopefully, at Earl on Cars and take a look at Earl's last column. That's the warranty on your new car. A lot of interesting information here. And, uh, As I said, you can go to Erlon Cars and read about uh, everything that he covered in the column. 877-960-9960 or text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to our favorite caller, and that's John from Palm City. Good morning, John.
6: Good morning to everyone. I have a question for Rick. Let me just turn my radio down. If... You don't have any statement in the owner's manual about antifreeze. Is there any recommendation? Uh, How often that you should change the antifreeze in your automobile?
3: Uh, Toyota right now recommends it at 150,000 miles and every 50,000 after that. And I would say just about everybody, every manufacturer, is going to have some maintenance interval for antifreeze. Except okay. for electric vehicles, yeah.
6: Well, well the reason the reason <laughs> I, re- I say that is my friends recommend a brand called Peak. This is for the older cars; they're collectors. And on the label, I was very impressed. It says over three hundred thousand miles, and it says ingredients for anti-corrosion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it seems to me like a recommended brand. But Rick would probably know more. If you recommend using it for replacement of your anti that's in there now. It's called PEAK, P-E-A-K.
3: Yeah, PEAK has been around for many years. They're they're a very high-quality product. Uh, but on those old classic custom cars, uh, you know, you're talking cars that are 40, 50 years old. Yes. yes. I would I would be changing that fluid about every 30,000 miles. And for a car like that, I'd step up and make sure I had a good quality product like PEAK. Okay, and of course, also, also make sure that the. Uh, especially
6: in the older cars. Earl and I are from the era, especially when I lived up north. There were two antifreezes. It was Xerox and Xerone. Oh. It was a DuPont product. One was for the winter, one was for the summer. Big headache using it for one reason. You had to put a sealer in besides that and a water pump lubricant. We are fortunate today, all the antifreeze that you put in. Every one of those ingredients is in the antifreeze. Yep. So that's a big step ahead. But what I want to warn people, uh, if you should flush your radiator yourself, you shouldn't. Because I'll tell you why, especially the toxic the antifreeze is toxic. And if it goes on the ground and an animal like a dog or something, it's sweet and they lick it, it's almost an instant death. Hmm. People don't realize it. They don't know that. When you go to your dealer, he has to recycle that. He's yep. not allowed to dump that into the city sewer system, and you also, as an individual owner, should be aware never to attempt that, because it's such a problem when you, when you drain it, either in a sewerage or a driveway, and it could be very, very dangerous and toxic to any animal or anybody that's around it.
3: That's the ethylene glycol in the in the antifreeze that is that poison, and All fluids from your car, if you're doing your own maintenance, should be taken back to a parts store or to an appropriate site for recycling or disposal. Very good tip. Excellent.
1: Yeah, that was a good point, John, very good point. I learned that when I lived in Pittsburgh, and I was maintaining my own vehicle, and you think you're doing something, you know, easy, but there's, you know, a lot of thought that should be put into that, and the reason you just pointed out, it can be very deadly, and you must well, dispose same, of it the properly. Same
6: goes for storage. If you have it in your garage, put it on a high shelf or something, because God forbid a young child or anything should get into that. And open it up and consume it, and, and yeah. like I say, it's, it's actually instant death.
1: Yeah, aesthetically, it's very misleading. Thank you so much, John. Uh, we love hearing from you.
6: My pleasure. I look forward to uh, listening to the uh, uh,
1: jumping report. You got it. Very good. It's a good one. Thank you. you yes. Know,
5: you know ethylene glycol, not to be confused, confused with propylene glycol, which is actually used in food mm-hmm. and cosmetics.
1: Um, We're going to go back to the phones We're going to talk to uh, Sarah And uh, Sarah is uh, A first time caller Good morning Hello Sarah, are you there?
7: Hi, can you hear me? Good morning Sarah
1: Welcome Welcome from Pittsburgh
7: Thank you so much I have a 2009 base Toyota RAV4 That I love And I have been having some trouble with it over the last couple of years, and um, I'm trying to decide whether or not to keep maintaining it or to part with it. Um, there are two things that I've been noticing pretty frequently, and the one is on a cold start, it makes a very loud noise at startup, um, almost like there's something in the engine that's stuck, and then... A couple seconds later, it quiets down. Um, That's the first thing. And that's been relatively new over the past year or two. I have 140,000 miles on it. um, And it was purchased new.
3: Rick, does that sound kind of like a rattling sound just when it first starts up?
7: It's not really a rattling. Um, It's almost like a grinding and a, like, like a roar
3: almost it's almost hmm. like roaring: uh, that's one I would have to actually hear in order to get a better idea of what's going on. Um, it could be just about anything really uh, one of the accessories not spinning up to speed properly, uh, something internal in the engine. kind of hard to say without actually getting my ears on it. can, okay. you, can you imitate it?.
7: I could probably <laughs> for you
3: Excuse me I w- yeah I, I would actually if you- see if you could have it get you know just stop by a shop and ask a mechanic take a quick listen to it um just to get kind of give you a basic idea what that may be because uh, okay. yeah if, it, if it's something serious in the engine, it may not be worth repairing. But right now, with the way used car prices are, it might almost be better to look at repairing a car versus yeah. trying to find something else to drive. Because
5: yeah, I wanted to jump in and say, if you're considering getting a new one, just factor in that it's a long wait right now. Um, it's probably for a Corolla, probably four to six months. So yeah. um, if you do think go that route, just plan ahead.
1: And Sarah, uh, this is Nancy. Um, I have to uh, tell you uh, my thoughts uh, on your uh, vehicle Right now, as uh, everyone would agree with me here, right now is a great time to hang on to your vehicle. And Earl wrote a column uh, on that very topic, so you can go to Earl on cars and read that. Uh, number two, I'm not sure, uh, did you say that your, your RAV4 was making that noise all the time?
5: Cold starts.
7: Pretty much on any cold start. Yeah.
1: Okay, what, what's a good idea would be for you to take your phone, if you're able to, and record that sound whenever you take it in uh, for inspection uh, to take a look to see what's wrong with it? Uh, because uh, it, that's worth uh, an awful lot. The mechanic is not a mind reader, and with you recording that noise, it could be very beneficial to you and to the mechanic.
3: Absolutely.
1: And also, Sarah, I want to remind you that you won $50 by calling in this morning, being a first-time female caller.
7: Thank you so much. You're welcome. I have a second question, and then I also an opinion if you guys have the time.
1: Pardon me? Sure.
5: Absolutely.
7: I have, a, I have a, another question about the RAV. Certainly. Um, certainly. Then, so the other thing that I noticed, too, and I had taken it in, probably five years ago is when I'm hitting about 35 to 40 miles, um, there is a sound that comes from the undercarriage of the car as well. And I did take it into a couple places and they, they couldn't ever hear it. Um, but it, it almost sounded, I don't want to say like the transmission, but it was sort of making a, like almost like a, a grinding noise. Like it was almost struggling. Um, Once it's hit 35 to like 50 miles an hour. Um, So I just didn't know if that was anything you guys have heard of.
3: That could possibly be an axle or a wheel bearing. Uh, Wheel bearings usually start making noise once they get a little higher speed. If they're starting to get uh, corroded inside, losing some of that lubrication, that's when they'll start showing up at around 25 to 30 miles an hour, and it'll start getting louder. Uh, If if you're hearing it all the time and you really can hear it inside, I would definitely get that rechecked out because a wheel bearing can turn into a big problem very quickly because once it starts getting uh, really torn up inside, it could actually cause a breakdown issue. You could get stuck alongside the road from that.
1: Okay, great. Thank you. That's really helpful. Uh, Sarah, Um, can you tell me something before you go? How did you hear about us? How did you hear about the show?
7: So my dad, my dad loves listening to you guys. And he was just up here visiting. And I was um, telling him about the car because I had just gotten um, a new oil pan put into it. And I'm actually, actually are about to get a new car. We're getting a 2022 Highlander hybrid. We've been on a wait list for about three months. And we have a VIN number finally. So I was talking to my dad about whether or not keep the drive well and maintain um or to try to get some money for it at this point um huh. and he said maybe you should call you you call you know earl and cars and talk about it and see what they think so many told
3: me about you guys yeah.
1: In- interesting um a word to the wise as far as the highland hybrid highlander um there is um in some cases, a, a halt uh, because of the, comp- the lack of components that uh, and the availability of them. And again, I have to go back to Earl's column on how to keep your old vehicle. So um, I, I would factor that in because right now, right now, <clears throat> if you're interested in a used vehicle, uh, a used vehicle is going to cost you more than a new vehicle. And uh, it's all because of the shortages, uh, it's because of the components that are unavailable, uh, the microchips. Right now, it is a tough time for the consumer. But you, there is light at the end of the tunnel, so I wish you good luck. And please stay in touch with us. Thank you. You're welcome. 877 960 or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have uh, no more phone calls. So, okay. Stu or let's
5: Rick. jump over and uh, hear what Amory had to say about the FTC. Uh, Amory said, "Good morning. Uh, the FTC is proposing new rules concerning car dealers' shady tactics. The rules cover everything from financing to advertising. Uh, there is a 60-day window for public comment, starting July thirteenth. So it started 10 days ago. Um, scheduled to end on September." Um, popular opinion is reportedly running strongly in favor of these new proposed rules. I couldn't imagine how they couldn't. Um, just real quick, I don't think she has it. And if you go to ftc.gov, um, and you should be able to find the section for, pop, uh, for uh, public comments. Um, Amory continues, um, the National Automotive Dealers Association, NADA, and the American Financial Services Association are apparently not enamored of these proposed rules. No kidding. The rules include banning junk fees, ouch, bait and switch advertising, requiring full disclosure of costs and conditions. If you are interested in these rules, uh, go to I'm sorry, go to regulations.gov, and then click on the box in the lower right, um, in the lower right hand corner, marked Federal Trade Commission Motor Vehicle Dealers Trade Regulation Rule. Federal Trade Commission Motor Vehicle Dealers Trade Regulation Rule. Then you can read all the proposed rules and send your comments uh, for or against to the federal trade commission uh emory has some questions one um she says i was wondering have you had a chance to look uh, into these proposed rules they sound a lot like consumer protection you've been advocating thank you and p.s here's another bit of good news for consumers the ftc is also looking into the car and car warranty robocalls (laughs) and asking phone companies to block these robocalls thank god yes (laughs) honestly we don't (laughs) have enough time to cover that thank you emory um we kind of, we, I mean, you might've looked into them more last week um, when we were talking about, uh, well, it started with the Napleton thing. We started looking into the proposed rules and uh, I'll turn it over to Earl, but they are, um, they sound better uh, than what has already been um, in place, but uh, I think it's gonna be enforcement, ability to enforcement and will to enforce.
0: Yeah, the, the problem is the Federal Trade Commission, uh, they have a lot of rules, as Stu said, uh, they're ignored and uh, they're not enforced. So uh, we had a caller earlier in the show The government is great about making rules and making laws, uh, but they're terrible about enforcing them, people, and informing the people about them. I mean, the Federal Trade Commission, for years and years and years, has had, um, uh, to me, uh, one of the best, most comprehensive rules uh, you could have for any company, including auto manufacturers, car dealers, and whether you're selling toothbrushes or refrigerators, it says, the price that you advertise must be the prom- prominently displayed, and anything that modifies the price that is advertised must be just as prominently displayed alongside of the price. That is so totally ignored by everybody. You can you can see a General Motors ad, you can see a Apple ad, you can see a, a Target ad, uh, you can see a uh, any advertisement that you see, the advertised price does not have all the information you need to see what it's gonna cost you when you take it out the door. And so these other Federal Trade Commission rules are excellent. And they obviously, uh, Anne Marie said very flatteringly to to us on the show, sounds like they've been listening to our show. Well, we've been talking about uh, the things that they put in this for 20 years. So yeah, I'd I like to think they were listening to us. I think hopefully they're listening to uh, the public. Uh, they talk about a hundred thousand complaints uh, on uh, over the past three years, uh, Federal Trade Commission, and they're waving that flag like that's a lot. The fact of the matter is that's not really a lot of complaints. I'll switch gears now. I'm, I, I'm jumping on the Federal Trade Commission and the government. Now I'll jump on the public. Uh, This show is here to stir you up. Too many people get screwed, get taken advantage of, get lied to, get deceived when they purchase a car, and they just complain about it. They talk to their, 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 their mother about it. They talk to their friends about it. They talk on Facebook about it. They don't talk to a lawyer. They don't talk to the Federal Trade Commission. They don't talk to the Attorney General. They don't talk to the County Office Consumer Affairs. They don't take the action that you have to take to get laws enforced. And so complaining isn't gonna help anything when you complain to your your friends. Uh, you You have to complain. The government has to feel that the public is so fed up with what they're doing, uh, with, with what the car dealers are doing to them and any other business, that if they don't do something about it, they're going to lose votes. That's right. Politicians only take action to gain votes or to not to lose votes. And we're going through a, a primary election now. I mean, everything that you see in the political advertisements, it's all a bunch of crap. You can hear them talking to their base and trying to gain votes. And what they say, they don't believe necessarily, maybe they do, but a politician's gotta get elected. Once he gets elected, they don't follow through with what they said. I mean, I know you know all that, and I'm being repetitive, but with all that said, go back to Ed and Marie's point. The Federal Trade Commission, I laud them for their new rules and regulations uh, they're excellent. Uh, I mean, Nancy was laughing in the car. She says, oh, listen, that says that that the car dealer must sell you the car for the price that they advertise it for. That's a new Federal Trade Commission law. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, oh, you mean uh, up until that law came about, they could advertise any price they want? Well, you had laws that said you couldn't do that already. You had another law that says they can't do the same thing you told them they couldn't do before. Get on the attorney generals in all 50 states and say, listen, enforce the rules of the Federal Trade Commission. And they will say, well, you know, the state's rights, the state could do what it wants. Federal government can't tell me what to do. I mean, how many times have you heard the argument between what the federal government says and what the state government says? Uh, It's politics is politics. You have to stand up as a consumer and take action. Uh, I hate to say lawsuits because then the lawyers benefit. But uh, listen to the show, spread the word, and uh,
1: it's uh, it's very important that your <coughs> excuse me that your voice is heard. Um, the Federal Trade Commission and the proposal is. Completely valid, and they need to hear from you. They need to hear your complaints. So be part of the hundred thousand complaints uh, that they read and that they listen to. The more complaints, the more these rules will be put into place. And they should have been there should put be, into,
0: There should be a hundred million complaints instead thousand, of a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand complaints. First of all, those complaints were not just on car dealers. Those complaints were on, on manufacturing. Uh, items like parts and things like that and also when you consider the number of car dealers that was only three complaints per car dealer per year and do you really think that car dealers you you listen to the, you're listening to the show now you know what what happens uh when we do mystery shop do you really believe that that each car dealer only has three complaints uh, that's apathy on the part of the consumer each car dealer should have 3,000 complaints 30,000 complaints how many cars do they sell so yeah 100,000 complaints on uh, three per car dealer
1: and a lot okay. of a lot of complaints came from National Independent Automobile Dealers Association why wouldn't they complain <laughs> they're they're gonna lose control They will lose control if this proposal goes through. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, our phone number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Danny in West Palm Beach, and Nick, please hang on. Nick's calling us from uh, Boston. Back to Danny. Welcome. Good
8: morning, y'all. How are you today? Great. Awesome. I wanted to go back to what John was saying about the coolant antifreeze, and... Obviously not dumping it on the ground. But I've been a heavy diesel technician for about 25 years now, and I'm sure Stu can attest to this as well. They have actually changed the way that the antifreeze tastes and smells when a vehicle overheats. It used to have a really sweet smell and sweet taste, and now it's extremely bitter. And the reason they did that was to
1: keep the animals
8: away from
5: licking it and...
3: Hmm. That's good enough. Yeah, that's very true. Because uh, a lot of cars used to have it—the uh, older cars—where w- when the pressure built up too much, the radiator cap would simply let the extra antifreeze flow onto the ground. And of course, right, then yeah, they, they the changed them over to a. It and it uh, flow. Yep. and they changed over to a reservoir system now, so that the antifreeze simply goes into a jar, and is then drawn back into the radiator once it cools back down and the pressures go down
5: well that's all i really had so i just wanted to throw my two cents in well,
0: well, that's a that very good point i'm glad you called danny that's very interesting thank you
5: it's yep. kind of neat how they they do that with various pr- products like propane li- liquid yeah. propane they put smell in it because you can't smell it so right. they put something stinky so you can smell
3: it coming and yeah yep. exactly well, well you you know if you've got a leak is exactly if otherwise. you've got a propane leak at your house when you're using natural please gas. call again danny we yes. really
0: appreciate it
1: yeah that's we're right. gonna go to nick who is holding from boston good morning nick
9: Good morning, Nancy and crew. How is everybody doing? It's been a okay. while. Sure. It's great to hear from you, show. Nick. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, just really hot up here, even in New England, but there's the Revere Beach uh, Sandcastle uh, exhibit <laughs> this weekend, which is fun to you know about that. It draws people from all over the world, and there's some really, cool. really unique sandcastle creations. So, right. Listen, I wanted to share, I listened over the podcast. I've been really busy, but it was either last week or the week before last. We were talking about people that um, are, let's say, less than forthcoming to be diplomatic about the state of their trade, accident history, things yeah. of that sort. So um, I had seen in one of the electric vehicle groups that there was somebody somewhere that traded in a circa 2015 BMW i3, you know, the little mini, like, egg kind of urban car. And they went as far as drilling two holes in the charge port, which is probably really dangerous, and certainly nobody should attempt. But they did that to, I guess, trick the appraiser to think that it had the, at the time, optional equipment of the CCS combo, you know, DC fast charge, you know, the additional two (laughs) pins. Amazing. And that's, I, that's I, I had just seen that after you shared that, and I just, just thought, I don't know, I just, I just thought I, I would, I would call. And I mean, I, I would think any astute appraiser would know when they have a bevy of tools to check by the VIN, the equipment. But I guess if it's a niche vehicle and they don't know about electric,
5: yeah, and, 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 and charging. Oftentimes, those booking out um, programs miss uh, 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 options and equipment all the time. Um, you can't tell, as a matter of fact, if you run um, a the a, a VIN number of a, like a Camry. I don't know if this is the case right now because it's been a while since I was the used car manager <laughs> doing appraisals. Um, but the VIN number was indistinct. Uh, you can't tell the difference between trim levels, an XLE, a, um, a, an LE. It was all, you know, the same VIN. So an appraiser, unless they, they really know the vehicle, can get fooled.
0: Yeah, Nick, uh, you know, the, the, the point of how upfront you're supposed to be with a car dealer when you're trading your car in yeah, uh, you know, we 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 could talk a long time about that. It depends on the individual, uh, depends on your own moral ethic uh, standards, and uh, uh, I I, I kind of fall in the middle on that. I think that uh, it's it should be uh, you know basically the car dealer is buying your car. There's a there's a, a, a standard of law called uh, caveat emptor, buyer beware, and that's that's a, a generally accepted principle of law. Uh, when you cross that line is when you misrepresent, uh, proactively misrepresent. Then that's that is going beyond, <clears throat> beyond buyer beware. I think we're under no obligation as consumers when we trade a car in to say, oh, by the way, I have this problem, I have that problem, uh, the air conditioning's not quite as cool as I think it should be. You don't have to uh, be proactive, but I don't think when you go, as you describe here, to actually modifying the car to trick the dealer, uh, oh yeah, that would go beyond my morals, but... Hey, dealers do it to. to and some people would say, "Well, the dealers do it to their customers. Why should the customers do it to the dealers?" You know, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time arguing about that. But that's just not me. And so, but it, it's an interesting question. I would not go overboard in disclosing everything I suspected was wrong with my trade-in. I'd say, listen. Here's my car. Appraise it carefully, please. Tell me what you think it's worth. I'm going to take it to several other places and get their appraisals and see what they think it's worth, and I'm going to sell my car to the highest bidder. That would motivate them to give you the best price. Uh, describing your car, I think, is futile.
9: I think, no, I, I, I for the most part agree. You know, I think I would also say that, you know, especially, and I've seen this in like video trainings of Steve Richards that are on YouTube, that you know appraisers love it when they get people that hate their trade that they come and they say you know how much they don't like it because you know they absolutely then probably feel that they can get away with giving yeah. them less than wholesale or a less aggressive um bid you know offer yeah. you know however you
0: want to say and well, nick also <coughs> you're speaking i'm also a car dealer as you know And one of my concerns as a car dealer for years and years are lazy used car managers, uh, uh, lazy appraisers. It's pretty hot here, just like it is in Boston, and uh, 100 degrees uh, in the middle of the afternoon here the past couple of days. And who wants to get out of their nice, cool, air-conditioning used car office and walk out and get into a car? If it's 100 degrees in the air, inside of a locked car, it's probably 120. You don't want to get in there and... Figure out uh, this, that, and the other. Drive the car around. So a lot of a lot of dealers sit on their fanny in the air conditioning. They look out at the car on the lot and they put an appraisal on it. Now there's a tremendous opportunity for you if you've got a piece of junk that you want to get a high price on. Because believe it or not, yeah. I'm just telling you the facts. Yeah. I've seen I've seen it many times.
5: The biggest mistake I ever made uh, was I, I I missed a Hyundai Sonata about 20 years ago because it was pouring down rain. I looked out the window, I said, I've seen a thousand of these things. Yeah. And so I just yeah. put the number on it and missed it by 2,000. And people, you
0: know, use car managers in, when business is good, they're appraising a lot of cars every day. And uh, and they, they're pretty accurate. They have a book, they have an online source. There's a lot of ways today we can appraise cars. But there's one tried and accepted thing you cannot not do you must get in the car you must smell it taste it feel it drive it listen to it and check it out carefully uh if you don't actually drive that car you're shooting in the dark and you're going to occasionally you're going to pick in my early career uh, my biggest mistake was uh, was missing the fact that a trade-in was an ex-police car and uh, and that I was 50% too high on my appraisal uh, because I didn't see through the white paint that there was a shield in there that you could have seen. It was nighttime, and I didn't look at the car closely. So anyway, uh, this is good news to you uh, consumers out there that if you shop enough car dealers, you're going to find some that will make a positive mistake for your trade-in because they don't look at the cars as carefully as they should.
5: Bring in your car for appraisals in the pouring, so, rain, in the pouring and, rain and, 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 dark. and dark. super hot days. Yes. Yeah.
9: <laughs> right. Or the snow up here. Maybe not in Florida. But not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Nick. That was a great call. We appreciate it. Very interesting.
9: One other thing, though, if I could, though. I mean, yeah. I guess all I would say for me is, you know, I just whenever I'm in situations like this, I always think, how would I feel if the tables were turned? And, you yeah. know, just speaking for myself, You're not to get man. too philosophical, sure. but that, that usually if you do that test, you usually, I think, arrive at, at the right point.
5: I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah. That's where I stand.
0: Well, I, I, I'm with you too, but I can, somehow I can't feel sorry for these car dealers, but I... Uh yeah. I
5: feel sorry for the used car idea manager, idea. the
0: salesperson I get screwed. By. I, I I waver between the New Testament and the Old <laughs> Testament. Eye for an eye and do unto others. I sometimes yeah. I'm in the middle. The,
5: the dealer needs the shop and not the poor salesman <laughs> or the used car manager. They're just working hard.
1: Nick, it was great hearing from you. We love Boston. Thank we'll you. Like I'm to get up. back up that way. I love beans. Give us a call Boston again.
0: Beans. I love Boston beans. <laughs> the, the candy or um,
1: the real beans? We're, we're going to go to Julie, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. Um, I had a little story about
7: selling a car. Um, years ago, I had sold a car to a friend of mine in a private sale. We went to the DMV, and we filled out the necessary paperwork and legally transferred my car to him. A friend of mine told the story about how he had sold a car to his friend, and for whatever reason, it wasn't transferred immediately, and unfortunately, it was involved in a car accident. And they traced the car back to my friend, and he ended up having to pay thousands out of pocket because he no longer had insurance on the car. So if you sell a car, make sure it's really sold because it could be a very expensive mistake.
0: Julie, that's a great, great advice. And I can tell you right now, it's a combination. It's a comedy of errors. Car dealers are sloppy about it. Uh, Things get stuck paperwork-wise. They get stuck in the finance department, the accounting department, or the sales department, and the paperwork doesn't go through and the title doesn't get transferred. Or the the title department, the department of motor vehicles can drop the the Mm -hmm. ball, too. Uh, One of my most common complaints as a real live car dealer is, I bought the car from you two months ago, and 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 I still haven't gotten uh, my title. Um, Mm. I mean, uh, there's a law in Florida. Of course, the laws are laughable because nobody cares about them or enforces them. But Mm -mm. in Florida, uh, 30 days you must have the you have 30 days to get the title to the car. Otherwise, you're in violation. But nobody enforces that. But you're always check, Julie. Very good advice. Mm okay thank you thank you. Thank, thank you
1: julie give us a call again 877-960-9960 again you can text us at 772-497-6530 your anonymous feedback take advantage of that www.youranonymousfeedback.com uh, rick do you have anything for us down there
3: uh not right at the moment okay um, Stu? been oh, yeah. a little active with discussions from donovan about the cost of the kilowatt yeah. charging on uh, his Tesla. probably got some
0: stuff, though, right? I
3: sure do.
5: Um, this is a text. I don't think I have a name on it. It says, uh, I hear you talking about CarMax. What are your comments and thoughts about off only? Woohoo hoo Are you in store? We have something in store for you. That's our mystery shopping report today. So we're going to hear all about off only.
0: Well, that, that prompts me. Uh, I, I didn't even mention this, too. I I, I uh, texted uh, oh, Mark I Fisher. That. Oh, you, you texted sent it, me. Too. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I text Mark Fisher. He's a part owner, original founder of Off Lease Only. Off Lease Only is a very large used car operation in this area, and I think they spread out of state too. Uh, they were acquired from Mark and his wife uh, a few years ago. And as I say, Mark is still a, a stockholder, and uh, I believe he's on the board of directors. But uh, uh, they're they're one of the good guys. They're on our recommended list. And uh, Mark Fisher and I have talked in the past, so uh, we haven't shopped them in a long while, so we shopped off lease-only. Where are they, at Royal Palm Beach? or uh?
5: The one uh, we shopped is in right. West Palm Beach. Uh, west Palm. Uh, and, uh, but they have a new location I saw in Bradenton, Florida, which is on the west coast near Clearwater, Tampa. Yeah. And... Um, I don't, I'm not sure if they are. I heard the same thing too.
0: So, Mark, you'll be interested, and in, we could talk after the show. Uh, at at uh, what happened? But I know you're following it. You got, you got your uh, stock, and you're doing very well. And and uh, you uh, founded a great outfit. I mean, you're really up there uh, competing, and you're on a recommended list. So, uh, we had to come back and chop again. You'll hear the results between 9:30 and 10.
5: That's right. Uh, let's jump over to Anonymous Feedback. I have one here that says, I read that four new tires for an electric vehicle is $1,000. That's like for any vehicle. <laughs> and if, no, if one tire is bad on the vehicle, all four tires need to be replaced. Also, tires on electric cars, uh, due to the increased weight of the vehicle, are needed to be replaced in as few as 20,000 miles. Let me refer it to our tire expert, Rick Kearney.
3: Well, I do know that uh, Earl had a flat tire they had to be replaced on his Tesla and I do believe they replaced just one tire It was a nail on the tire yeah, yeah. and how many miles have you got on your car now uh, under five uh, so I think I just went over 6,000 okay so i uh, still waiting to see on that um, for the increased weight wearing on the tires uh, that could possibly be a factor but bear in mind that pretty much all new cars the first set of tires that they put on the car are usually a softer compound yeah. tires straight from the factory they're designed to ride nice and smooth because they you know you're they want you to be in love with that brand new car then when you replace that first set the next set of tires are usually a harder compound mm-hmm. that will last a lot longer because you just paid for them and you want those tires to last a whole lot longer yeah. so
0: yeah that's a tread wear index and uh, you can read it right off the side of the tire T W I? Do they use that to, in T W Treadwear Index? Uh,
3: usually, you'll just see the number. Uh, tread will just say treadwear,
0: so and that, it'll give a number. So the higher the number, the harder the rubber, and the lower the number, the softer. The lower the number, the quicker it wears, and the higher number, the slower it wears. It gets bumpier. So if you get something like a, a four or five hundred, you're in the middle. You get up to around seven or eight hundred, you're going to have mm-hmm. a bumpy ride, but the tires will last forever. So you have to choose long wear or soft ride. I usually split the difference somewhere in the middle.
5: Okay. Uh, another anonymous feedback. It's really long, so I'm going to summarize it. Uh, but this is someone who wants to help somebody out. Um, basically, they're down. They're in Brevard County, and they're looking for a new Corolla and her friend um and she made up a name for her um is buying a car through an advisor which i it, it, it's a broker and so she sh- showed her friend that and it turns out we're the selling dealer through the broker and she has a question and this breeds a very important thing for anybody who is ordering a, a new car um so just she's been waiting a few months and she just got a um a it's, it's called a build She called it a build sheet. It's called a consumer sheet. And it just shows the car and has an interim VIN because it was just allocated. The car hasn't even been built yet. And on it, it listed a whole lot of accessories. And she was concerned. And um, and she asked, well, the Earl Stewart, including Toya Guard. She says, well, Earl Stewart isn't, you know, doesn't do that. And she told her friend that. Anyway, so I checked it out for her. So, when the vehicle is first allocated, um, it comes in loaded up with accessories, and that will be on that sheet. Um, before the car is actually work-ordered, we strip those off, and I just checked your, the VIN that you sent me, and it is all stripped off. So there, there's nothing on the car right now. But if you want to add anything, um, please make sure that she speaks to, uh, I'm assuming her the, the, it's, it's Paul, is our the guy that deals with the brokers. So I uh, just uh, make sure if there's anything she wants to add, because there's, there's nothing extra on the car right now. And the MSRP is lower than the one that you mentioned here it's, it's uh I think it's about 22 so sorry that was a very personalized <laughs> answer no, no, I, but, uh, but it raises a coin, point if you're ordering a car um, the manufacturer lease in Toyota they will load up the cars in the beginning maybe the dealer will, uh, will not pay attention and leave it on and it'll wind up at the lot um, but especially now when dealers are selling cars for thousands over MSRP one way to jack up the price and make more profit is to load on those accessories. So, be very specific yeah. with um, your salesperson and the dealership and say, I don't I don't want that. You might want some things, but make sure you choose them and not the dealer.
0: Well, here's an important point, too. Uh, this is a you know, very interesting question. Uh, we charge the broker MSRP because that's what we sell all the cars for, was MSRP. Right. So well, we,
5: we we take a lower profit because we have to pay a fee to get to sell cars out of the area. So he pay, he gets a referral broker fee on that comes out of our profit though. But the customer doesn't pay more.
0: Yeah, but the 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 MSRP was the price. MSRP is the price. So so basically, what uh, the question is: What did the dealer? What did the broker? Sell the car to the buyer. For. Oh, MSRP.
5: Oh, yeah. I, I, I just found the oh. whole deal there. It's through Paul. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, Paul Guerra is the guy at our dealership that oh. um, works with brokers, and he sells oh. out of the area down in Miami oh. and North Florida. And so, um, do we so, know
0: what the fee was?
5: Um, I, it depends by broker. They run anywhere from three hundred to um, eight hundred thousand, yeah. some cases. Yeah. Um, but probably for a car like this, probably three to five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get <clears throat> commercial. I'm the one that slaps everybody down when we get commercial. But I think there's a huge opportunity for us yeah. finding brokers because they understand the business, yeah. and because we're the only ones. it. Oh, we're,
5: we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of. That. I mean, Paul's having <laughs> great business now, so oh, he's, great. Yeah. everything's increased. And yeah. what's really neat, though, um, is we've seen at our dealership, and we'll stop talking about it, is our the spread of customers. We've never had a larger uh, range, like from distance, um, just coming in. just to, you know they're willing to wait, um, yeah. but they don't want to pay over MSRP. Okay. All right, um, I have another one here. Um, Okay, uh, 2021 Toyota Corolla LE purchased new for 21,000, which included taxes and fees, so that's out the door. Uh, Carfax sent an email today, said the trading volume is $24,060. It doesn't seem logical to me maybe an example of new math that was a popular term many years ago no it's it's not um new math that's uh that sounds about right and we're going to be talking about that in the mystery shop today last week we'd mystery shop carmax and they um had a um a grav four on the lot that was about what was it four thousand over three 000. three thousand over the msrp of, of a new one so that's what's just going on right now so uh, stick around listen to, uh, listen to the mystery shop report in about 20 minutes Um, Hi, Earl and everyone. This is still anonymous feedback. Uh, I have a question about oil changes. Uh, Do you go by miles or time, 5,000 miles or six months? Or is it more like it depends on the usage and you adjust the timing based on that? Uh, Also, I've heard from some people that it's recommended to change the oil on a new car in its first 1,000 miles just to flush out the impurities from the manufacturing process. Uh, Do you do the same on your own car? Uh, Thank you for your time and help on your channel.
0: The answer is strictly go by the owner's manual recommendation, which
3: is six months or well depending, uh, six months or 10,000 miles. And that actually changes by various manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. However, that old the old thing of uh, change the oil after the first 1,000 miles, not needed anymore because modern engines now are built to such tight tolerances. And they're dyna- dynamometer tested well before they ever get to the uh, car builders. So, nope, you don't need to do that anymore.
5: All right, that's great. Uh, here's for Rick. Rick, correction, the improved Toyota hybrid battery warranty is 10 years, 150,000 miles rather than the 10 years, 100,000. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's why they increased from 8,100 oh. to 10,150. See? Thank they you very much, They went to the much, California
3: Jim. standard with that.
5: Thanks, Jim. I listen to Rick all the time and I'm walking around with that information.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, I, but to, you know, it's so cool when people correct us yeah. i mean most people get embarrassed i've uh-huh. been corrected many times rick corrected. you know we say things we're up here we're yakking a lot and sometimes we misspeak so yeah. please uh, keep us honest and keep us accurate we love it when you call in with corrections absolutely
1: and speaking of calling in uh ladies uh i have 50 dollars here for the next uh new caller every saturday morning we offer two uh new female callers $50 so uh, we still have time to take your call and you can win yourself $50 at 877-960-9960. Now back to Stu. uh,
5: We're all caught up with anonymous feedback and text.
3: I got a couple quick ones here. Uh, Stu, uh, Casey's asking do we have a waiting list for the new Toyota Crown that's coming out? We got a waiting list for everything. Uh, No we don't
5: but if you want a crown. Even though there's not a vehicle, vehicle's not even been made. Yet, if if you want to get in early, anticipate a rush for these things. Just get on the list. It won't cost you anything, and uh, um, just get ahead, get in ahead of time.
0: That's all. Well, I knew they were building it in Japan. Did they say when they were? No, bring, they, I don't know when it is. Uh, Travis sent us a bunch of information. You know, well, this I is don't that. even think we know there. Uh, uh, we know they're building it in Japan. Do yeah. we know that they will bring it into the? I
5: it's so far down the the yeah. road right now. Uh, that well, I mean, not that far in next the, year or two. Um, that I don't. I don't even know. Th-
1: this ready. is an amazing story because it, it even appeared in the automotive news. Uh, Japan's been building uh, this vehicle for decades, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, replacing uh, what I'm driving is the Avalon, and uh, it's such a mystery. Uh, Does anyone know aesthetically uh, what the vehicle uh, looks like or or maybe Googled it? I haven't had a chance. It looks like a
3: million bucks. That's great, yeah. (laughs) (coughs)
1: 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu.
3: We're all caught up. Uh, This one from Donovan. Ford this week announced they're going to lay off Eight thousand workers all from the internal combustion side of the business to save money and focus more on moving to electric uh to electric cars for each model what's your opinion on this earl it's
0: what's happening in industries all over the world uh, people are having to be retrained uh, jobs uh, becoming obsolete and new jobs are being created with new technologies, and you have to learn how to do the new job. So right now, there's two jobs waiting for every person that's looking for a job. Problem is, most of the people are not trained to do that job. So we're going through such a rapid knowledge explosion, technological advances, that you just got to stay on top of it. You know, Rick, you're uh, you're, uh, proof of the pudding here. I mean, you're just, you're constantly learning. uh, If... If if you were to uh, suddenly go into a coma for a year, you come back, uh, I'd have to fire you because you wouldn't know how to fix a car. I mean, that's how fast cars are changing. You you have to stay on top of it. Rick's online all the time. Changes are in advances. Uh, it, it's it's a crazy world we're living in. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough on the people that aren't trained. They just need to get online. And you get trained in something and there's a lot of people out there begging to hire you we're dying to hire technicians we're dying to hire uh, trained people but we can't find them you, th- you talk about something you can't find you can't find somebody that knows how to do body repair collision repair on a car so people aren't trained for it if if someone knows somebody that needs a job as a technician or collision repair call me I mean we have a lot of people, thousands and thousands of business owners like me, that are looking to to find the people that are trained currently in technology.
3: Yep.
0: You know, I, I just uh, read a, uh, one of my notes I made this morning that uh, kudos uh, to a Subaru dealer in Oregon. I mean, uh, Capital su- Subaru in Salem, Oregon. Uh, sometimes you think you're all alone. Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon. Draws the line to MSRP. Cool. In fact, they even go further than that. Uh, they sell all their Subarus and MSRP, and if you're not local, if you're not in their market, they won't sell you a car. People will call in from out of state and say, I'll pay you 3000 or 2000 or 5000 for that Subaru. They won't sell it because they don't have enough Subarus they are if they're like us right now at our dealership. We have zero cars in inventory, and we have an order bank of about a thousand cars. And every one we sell is sticker because we draw the line. Everybody else is selling the car for thousands over sticker. So, but I, as far as I know, Stu Stu stepped out of the studio for a minute. But I'll ask him when he comes back. Uh, I'm curious how many out of state people are calling. Bidding up the price of our cars, and uh, we're saying no. We, we, I'll pay you five thousand dollars for that Camry. Our answer would be no, just like uh, the Subaru dealer in Salem. And he says, No, you're not in our market, and we're going to take care of our customers first. And they're not going to pay one nickel over sticker. So, I yeah. like
1: that. I like that a lot. Uh, Excuse me, Rick, we're going to go back to the phones. Angelo's been uh, waiting, and he's calling us from Wilmington. And uh, Casey, uh, we'll be right with you. Angelo, good morning.
4: Good morning, Nancy. How are you? Thank you very much. Uh, I just have two things. First off, uh, my wife called about a month ago about a lease. Uh, They were giving us a runaround to buy it out. And you guys gave us the perfect information on it. I was able to go back to the dealership, told them that what they were doing was wrong. I told them I I, uh, called the lawyer up that you guys uh, uh, told me about, and the deal was made, and it was done. And again, I want to thank you very much for the information. And my second thing is now I have two vehicles. I'm not going to say what kind they are but the tires, I only have like 17,000 miles on one and 20,000 on another. How do I get them prorated because they're telling me I need new tires?
0: Well, that would be with a tire manufacturer, and each tire manufacturer may be a little different. Uh, uh, basically they just base it on the estimated life of the tire, and if you have uh, typical tread, uh, would be like 830 seconds, and if... Uh, they recommend tire replacement at 2.30 seconds, then you take the difference, that'd be 6.30 seconds. So if you had 3.30 seconds wear, they would probably give you 50% credit. Uh, but as I say, if it's a good year of Firestone, whatever, Michelin, whatever tire, make, check with them. The dealer, the manufacturer does not warranty the tire. The tire manufacturer warranties it, and it's a pro based on their estimated life of that tire.
4: Okay, so I would contact the tire manufacturer. Then. Oh, the
0: the tire manufacturer, yeah. The dealer, you, you know, you have Michelin dealers, Firestone dealers, and uh, I, uh, and they have the information and they can make the adjustment for you. Great,
4: thank you very very much. I'm sure this information will be just as good as the information on the uh, lease vehicle that I just purchased. Well, thanks, right.
0: thanks for the compliment, and the feedback. That's very important. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reiterate now what, uh, what we told you that saved you some money, and what Angelito was talking about was off lease car option to purchase has a specific purchase price that he cannot buy it for that. price could not be higher than that price stated in his lease contract and the dealers what they're doing is they're taking and adding thousands of dollars to that or trying to persuade them not to uh, exercise their option so they can exercise the option the leasing companies are also playing that game you have the option to buy it at that price this price was determined uh, 30 years ago when you leased a car, before the shortage, high demand, low supply that has caused used car prices to spiral. They're up thousands of dollars. So you have thousands of dollars profit built in if you exercise your purchase option. Stick to your guns. Uh, if they give you an argument, do like Angelito did. Uh, say, I'm going to call my lawyer. You're violating the leasing act of 1976 which says you must honor the purchase option price in the lease not one penny more so thanks again and uh you lease customers out yeah, there that
1: was, uh, that, that was a great that. call angelo uh bringing uh, this topic uh, is very important to all of our listeners give us a call again uh we're going to go to casey who's calling us from east tennessee good morning casey <laughs>
8: Good morning. How are you all doing today? Good. Great. Listen, I've got a I've got a question. Something came up here just a few minutes back about selling cars out of state, and you sell more of them, and you go through a broker or something. I was in the middle of trying to call or find the number. Um, about back in June, this isn't to this isn't to knock your dealership in the head, but back in June, I went online and I I contacted your dealership your website and went through the whole thing of giving the my phone number my address etc cetera, etc cetera, the kind of car i was interested in which would be a rav4 a 2023 rav4 and that was back in june and i never heard anything from anybody and i thought well maybe they don't sell cars out of the area or they you know don't have enough they take care of their their home base type thing and then when the crown came out, I called your dealership up and I said, Are you guys starting a list for this crown? It looked pretty interesting because I've kind of the time, if it's six months or a year, it doesn't matter. So it's just a matter of getting in line, my perspective. But the gal on the phone at your dealership said, No. I said, You don't have a list or taking, no. <laughs> so I hung up, scratching my head. And I thought, Well, maybe they just don't deal with people that are you know not uh, in their local area and i want to get your thoughts on
0: that excuse me no. Stu is just passed out and he's sobbing now because, yeah uh, no
5: that's 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 yeah that's that was a, a, a screw up i mean uh, we do we got a lot and uh all i can say is there, there isn't a, a reason or an excuse it was just a screw up uh, on the crown thing though um we need to um, make that very clear because we've had we've addressed this on the show when people are specifying a vehicle they want that's a, a future model year and um uh-huh. s- sometimes the message just doesn't get down a salesperson is taking an order um sometimes run that's a situation that they don't know to ha- how to handle Um, but we're going to try and get the message out. Even if the vehicle isn't isn't even being produced yet, if somebody wants to wait on the list, we're going to have a list on it. There's not going to be VIN VIN numbers or anything technical on it, but just a name and a number, and that way we can establish the order of interest. So if you want a crown now and you want to be the first one to get it, um, there's nothing we can tell you, but if you're on the list and you raised your hand first, then we'll make sure that you're the first on the list.
0: Well, Casey, Stu's the general manager of the dealership, so you got very precise, accurate information from him. Uh, The problem is when you have 150 employees, and uh, our dealership isn't that big. We have dealerships south of us, a few miles, that have twice that number of employees. You have a lot of people. You have people answering the phone. Uh, You have people that uh, are new. You have people that haven't been trained properly. Uh, You have a lot of things out there. You have to watch everything real closely. Uh, and uh, uh, I get a whole lot of calls like yours, and um, it's, uh, we it's dealt, difficult.
5: We, we dealt with a couple of things like that just yeah. this week.
0: Yeah, so uh, oh. it's a, yeah. your basic question, yes, we do sell cars out of state, uh, and we'd be happy to, to take care of those calls. We need to do a better job about training the people that are in direct contact with people like you. People get online. And they email somebody at our dealership, and that person needs to understand how we do business. And we aren't doing a very good job of that. I get too many calls like this uh, uh, on my own, either text or my own personal cell phone. And this happens. It happens at all dealerships, but... Uh, I I really appreciate your call because it really got our attention here, and it's going to make us focus more on seeing that the people that answer the phone and answer the emails and answer the texts know what they're talking about. In your case, they didn't.
8: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I appreciate that response, and it 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 was kind of funny to me because I thought, what what a world we live in. Somebody's calling, trying to give you business, and <laughs> yeah. and or or texting you can't get uh, a yeah. return but that was that's not a slam on you guys i mean i know everybody's busy and whatnot so well at least i know so if i go online to your website and i try to like do the paperwork over line mm-hmm. online for ordering a, a 23 rav4 yeah. that can be done through your website or yes. somebody gets back
5: to me yes. or what yeah, you can go on the okay. website, and okay. you choose, um, and you, you can contest, contact us through that. Here's another issue that you might run into. Um, we're struggling with Toyota on our website. You're, you're going to see a lot of vehicles. Um, I'm going to say all of those are probably sold, um, or 99% sure. of them. Um, sure. what, you get on a list, and when future vehicles get allocated, that's how we fill the orders. So um, if you, even if uh, you see them there, just, uh, just realize that those are, even though they might say... Uh, well, there's lots of things that says it's not available, but just just uh, contact yeah. us and we can put an order in for and
0: Casey, you. In case if all that fails, so, uh, write my number down. This is my personal cell phone number. I, I've a, got your
8: I've got I've got your number, Earl. Oh, good. I was, I was going to text you, but I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, be one of those guys that goes to the you know, goes to the, the the top
0: guy and try to get... <laughs> no, money. I. Uh, that's the reason I give out my number because I find out things directly from potential customers and customers that I never hear about. In any, in any organization in the world, I don't care how big or small, they always tell the boss what he wants to hear. Uh, the customers tell yep. the boss... The way they see it, sometimes it's not accurate. Sometimes they're angry, uh, but at least they're not telling me what I want to hear. I can separate the wheat from the chaff from a customer a lot easier than I can directly from some of the people that work for me. So, it's uh, it's hard for the boss to know what's going on. The bigger you are the harder it is and when you really get big and you're a car dealer and you got 25 dealerships they have no idea what's going on i've only got one car dealership and i have a fairly a fairly good idea what's going on but not not perfect but thanks again that's a great call and please call again you
8: bet you bet
1: appreciate it thanks Bye-bye. casey and isn't it amazing uh this uh 2023 toyota crown um what you never expected Um, The Avalon replacement, you never expected. And everyone is interested in the crown. Uh, So here we are. Uh, Give us a call. And uh, no, don't give us a call. I see by the clock that... uh, Oh, we'll take a couple more calls. Okay, we're going to take a couple more calls. And then we are going to get to the mystery shopping report Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Stu, Rick, do you have anything for me?
5: I'm looking, and we are called up. No more texts. I've got one
3: quick one here from uh, Randy Henry. He says, at the time of purchase at Earl Stewart Toyota, can $5,000 from a credit card be added to the trade-in to lower the loan amount?
0: Yeah, we, what's our line on credit card? Because we have to pay a, a merchant fee.
5: There's a merchant fee. We, we basically, we, we just to have a, a rule, we, we keep it at $2,000, but anybody requests, we'll extend it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll put the whole card on it, a car on a credit card.
0: Most uh, people well, just want to put a Yeah, you know, like, like American Express for folks that don't realize there's a merchant fee, they're the highest, three percent I believe. So if you talk about a fifty thousand dollar car and somebody comes in and said, I want to pay for it on my American Express card, then you're talking about ha- having to pay three percent of fifty thousand dollars, which is uh, one thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. That's more than the profit you yeah. make on some cars. Yeah. Not not today, but not it, today yeah. there was a time when it was so uh uh, I was going to, if there's no other text or uh, YouTube, so I was going to talk about... Uh,
1: I'm going to y- interrupt you for a moment. We do have another call, okay. and it's uh, Joyce calling from Jensen Beach. Good morning, Joyce.
10: Good morning. How are you?
1: Great. Welcome. What's on your mind, so, Joyce?
10: W- well, um, since last November, I've been looking for a vehicle, and... <laughs> Um, I hate going onto a car lot and spending four hours to get the information I need and, and, and you know, I feel like I'm in a shark tank and so I have text multiple calls, gotten you know, uh, numbers, names, text multiple people what I'm looking for and they either call me back with something total, you know, text me back with pictures here, I've got this thing which is, you know, $10,000 more than I want to spend and uh, two years newer than I want to spend, get. Um, So I'm just, I actually was in my car today and heard you all and I thought, I'm just gonna pull over and call them. Maybe they can give me a clue as to how to get through this ordeal in my mind. Joyce, Um, I think the best thing,
0: Joyce, I think the best thing you can do is try not go to go into the dealership. Try to communicate.
10: I'm not. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, communicate online. Yeah.
0: And uh, if you have to, uh, don't. If you're going to call, don't let them have your telephone number. Uh, if you're going to go online, you can use a uh, another email address. You can get free me free email addresses. In case you don't want to give me a re, real email address, you can you can run, remain anonymous and do all your shopping by phone and online. Uh, eventually, you'll have people to give you the information. That's that's what you once you, once you go online, you'll say give me this information or you won't hear from me again. And if they refuse to give you the information, just go to another dealership. In your metro area, I'm not sure what you're shopping for. There are probably dozens of dealers. If they're used cars, new cars, you probably got half a dozen dealers uh, within a reasonable distance. And then when you finally get all the information and you have a commitment on an out-the-door price, then you can go in. I have
10: attempted that process from Carvana to everything else on the internet. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a 70-year-old woman. I'm driving a, a 17 uh, Elantra, and um, it's I'm I don't want to drop into my car. I don't want to have to haul myself out of my car. I'm not married to any kind of car. Mm-hmm. I just want something taller, a couple of years old, that is not going to break the bank. And, I mean, they. even my car, when I get, a, get an estimate on it or, or I go to a blue book, it's $6,000 more than anyone wants to offer me um, to buy it. So I at least know now I will end up selling the car myself because that's the only way to get the value out of it. To put onto
0: a new ve- another vehicle, Joyce. Uh, Your Joyce, the you 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 probably ought to keep that car for a while because uh, we're, we were just talking earlier on the show. Used cars are selling more than new cars MSRP. I mean, when we shop used car dealers, uh, if you buy a used car, the prices are so high. Price, used car used car sales are going down. Uh, uh, there's a not only is there a limited supply. But the new, new car, you can almost buy a new car for less money than a used car. So uh, I think if, you, if, you, if your old car now is getting you there and back, let it get you there and back for another six months. And then think about buying a car when this crisis has ended. Uh, you're going to pay too much money for a used car today. So forget about it. Maintain your current car and uh, get back in the market six months from now
10: know a couple other people have mentioned that to me but i actually am taking it to heart hearing it from
0: you <laughs> well thanks for the call joyce, really joyce let it.
1: me ask you this question yes. uh, is that the only yes. vehicle that you have it is it is the only vehicle okay uh, because the reason that i asked that is because uh, that vehicle is worth a whole lot of money in the right person's hands and uh, you have that advantage but like earl said right now is just not a good time uh, with the shortages all the way around it is not a good time and with the price of a used car right now again because of shortages I would hang on to what you have right now unless you really are set on buying a car. Thank you so much for calling.
10: Uh, thank you. Thank you, and you all have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you, Joyce. Give us a call again. Hey, 960 9960 and uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, Stu, uh, Rick. <coughs>
5: We're all good, ready for the MSR
0: Yeah, let, let, me, let me mention one more thing uh, we, We've talked the uh, past couple of weeks about the auto manufacturers adding subscriptions to the price of the car And uh, it, it, we're laughing at BMW because they're going to charge If you want your seat heater to go on, you have to pay a monthly fee uh, the, the, the whole point being, and there was an article in the current automotive news about, from an automotive news reporter I might add, saying what you're doing is just stupid. that he's talking to the auto manufacturers. The manufacturers are building features into the car, and basically by flipping a switch they turn it on. And when they turn on the, when they turn it on, you've already paid for it, by the way, but you can't use it until you pay a subscription fee. Now. I I was wondering why would they be so stupid until I read this. General Motors is leading the pack here. Toyota does it too, by the way. I'm not picking on the other manufacturers. Uh, when uh, General Motors is projecting and they're they're looking at their OnStar. OnStar is General Motors. They see them in a lot of Cadillacs and other models. That uh, uh, if your car's in an accident, it will immediately notify. The dealer and the and the repair shop at the collision center, uh, it'll notify the police. Uh, it's a really cool feature uh, that you can use, and and there's a there's there's a monthly fee. So they're charging you a monthly fee for that. Well, they're making so much money on this OnStar, they're projecting now. This is for Wall Street, so you didn't hear about it, but investors heard about it. They're trying to jack their stock up. In five years, General Motors plans on adding. Are you sitting down for this? $25 billion, with a B. $25 billion, with a B. Revenue, additional revenue from subscription services from General Motors cars. In other words, they're going to charge you for what you're buying twice. It's built into the car in the software. And then they charge a monthly fee to turn it on. You already got it. So uh, this is unconscionable in my mind so with that said uh we can talk about that next week but be careful when you're buying a car now be careful find out what's there that you already uh, think you have but you're going to have to pay a monthly fee when you buy the car and now it's mystery shopping report time
1: yes it is uh we are going to uh We're going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report, and the Mystery Shopping Report is from Off-Lease Only in West Palm Beach. And ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that you grade this mystery shop with us. You can do so at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Off-Lease Only, West Palm Beach. Back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Okay, I said earlier in the show that uh, Mark Fisher, the founder of All Fleas Only, uh, I, I text him early and say, if you have time, tune us in. He can always get the podcast, but Mark, I hope you're listening, and then uh, maybe we could talk uh, either after the show or you could call the show next week. Uh, we might even have time for you to text me uh, this week. I haven't, I've been checking my text. Okay, off lease only in West Palm Beach, we're on a used car kick here at our own cars with new car lots empty and waiting times to order a new vehicle, in some cases exceeding a year. I say averaging, what, six months Mm too? About six months. Uh, Can consumers hope to find a refuge at one of the big used car retailers? Well, that's been happening up until now, but I will say used car sales are down, and they're down all over we think so. Uh, we think that last week we reported on Asia Lightning's visit to CarMax, Royal Palm Beach, and the grades from our listeners and from the team here in the studio were really good. Now, Off-Lease Only, by the way, is, I guess, second to uh, CarMax. I mean, their CarMax is national, Off-Lease Only is regional, but they've got a lot of stores. I think
5: locally they outsell the CarMax.
0: Locally they do, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was the first time ever the mystery shopping report uh, that location and we put them on the recommended list uh, with an a grade Carmax now everything wasn't perfect the good grades were for transparency honesty efficiency and smaller than average junk fees hidden fees dealer fees call them what you will a three ninety nine processing fee that's what they called it Carmax twenty seven dollar optional electronic filing fee that's optional is laughable, but there is something one needs to be aware of before heading over CarMax in Royal Palm Beach. Just like nearly everywhere else, the prices at CarMax are high. I just spoke to uh, uh, the last female caller uh, thinking about buying a car. Uh, the prices on used cars are ridiculously high now, and uh, that's, that's the market. I mean, that's... I don't condemn a used car dealer for selling a used car at an extraordinarily high price because he had to pay an extraordinarily high price to get the car. I blame the dealer for marking him up thousands over MSR because they're still buying it from the manufacturer at a relatively low price, uh, actual cost. So, the used car dealers are doing what they got to do. they got to mark up an already high price. Uh, the used 2021 RAV4 Agent Lightning tried to buy last week was priced... Was it oh, 6000 6, Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: I looked it up last night.
0: 6000 Holy over. mackerel. $6,000 over MSRP. Can you believe that uh, of a new 2022 RAV4? So the used RAV4 that Agent Lightning was going to purchase last week was $6,000 over sticker of a new 2022.
5: <laughs> An almost two-year-old car.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean. The 2023s have just uh, been uh, yeah. b- 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 being built.
0: So why aren't you buying used cars today? Because of that. Same reason. I guess people that are desperate and they can't wait six months, up to a year, to buy a new car, they're just having to go and be victimized and pay a huge amount of money for a used car. We've had an interesting relationship with this used car mega dealer. We joined forces in a war against junk fees, hidden fees, dealer fees uh, and ways dealers were advertising even uh, having one of the founders, Mark Fisher, as a guest on the show. we called the show a couple times, I think. Uh, we, we've texted back and forth. Real nice guy, smart guy. And uh, he and his wife uh, founded this, uh, how long has it been, 20 years ago? Yeah, something yeah. like that. place only. There was this little, they were on Lake Worth Road, just a little dirt lot. Uh, and he just went from nothing. And now he's uh, one of the largest huge car dealers anywhere. Um, We've defended their business practices. They're the kind of like the Walmart of used car sellers. We've defended uh, off-lease and only business practices of buying damaged vehicles on the cheap and passing along savings to the customers. They're they're not buying cars that are unsafe in most cases. Uh, They're buying cars that, that are listed by Carfax as having damage and cars that other dealers pass on. They buy them, but they mark them up just a small amount typically $1,000 a long time ago. Today, I don't know what they're marketing them up, but it's more than that. And they're also paying one hell of a lot more for the car. So we're back on off-lease only. Uh, they've got a, a name now, as I said, a Walmart or the low-price spread. How do they reconcile this core identity with the reality that they're facing in today's market? There's no more buying vehicles at the auction. On the cheap they're just expensive as hell even the damaged ones are overpriced i mean we're at the auction and we own a dealership we're out there every week in fact we're i guess we're, we're actually out there every day because we're buying a huge online. amount online yeah. so we see the real market in real time and it, these used cars are sky high uh we're going to try to answer all these questions with agent lightning's investigation here's the report speaking in the first person i'm agent lightning I arrived at off-lease only late this afternoon, found my way inside. I was greeted by Derek, the front desk. He wanted to know if I had an appointment. I said I didn't. I was there to see a 2021 Camry I found online. Derek said he'd find someone to help me. Uh, a minute later, a woman approached and introduced me as Letty I showed her my phone uh, with the listing for the Camry and a price of 33999 I mean, that's kind of cool. Here we are, digital age. You walk in, you got your smartphone, you show it to the salesman. You got this car advertised. Here's the price. He looks at it. I mean, there you are. There's the price. Let me buy it. I mean, he gets to the point pretty quickly that way. Uh, Levy uh, excused herself to get the key to the car. Oh, I forgot to mention there was an accident in body, uh, in, on the Carfax report and it said body damage repairs. I didn't mention that to Lexi at that time. Uh, Lexi excused herself to get the key to the Camry. She was back at 10 minutes and led me outside to where the vehicle awaited. The doors, hood, and trunk were all open and the engine was running. Now the car dealer to me said, hey, I like that. That's kind of cool. That's, uh, we have nothing to hide, Bill. <laughs> Here's the hood, there's a the junk that popped up uh, We have the doors open you know, The car's open, let's check this out Carefully, I like that, it's a good sales technique And uh, maybe we ought to try that At our dealership The vehicle seemed tired This is, this is you know I'm speaking as, as uh, Agent Lightning now The spare tire in the trunk looked a little beat Beat up and the front tires looked Really worn There were 36,007 miles On this 2021 Camry Okay, Now here's an old worn out car I asked Lefty It wasn't really that old But it was no, worn, out. worn out I asked Letty if their, car was, uh, if their price was negotiable She answered no And that's one of the cool things about uh, Off-Lease Only and CarMax uh, They have the price They put their lowest price on every car And folks that's the price That's their best price And if you don't like it You go somewhere else and buy a car And that's the way shopping ought to be done if you go to Target and you don't like the price, you go to Amazon, you don't like the price, you go to Walmart, you go anywhere you want. You get the best price out the door. And that's what uh, Awfully Sony is now doing and CarMax does too. Uh, she said that, uh, no, but they, they had a five-day, 500-mile return policy for the customer's peace of mind. And I remind you all that a f- return policy is not a money-back guarantee. It is not a cashback guarantee. The return policy is, if you don't like this car, bring it back and we'll sell you another one. But you can't negotiate that price either, so you're still paying the same profit. But it's better than no guarantee, so it is a return, not a cashback. Then, Letty asked me for my driver's license and my insurance card and left me at the car while she fetched the plate. She was back in eight minutes and asked me to sign... Uh, two documents which allowed me to drive their car. Uh, Just a question for Stu on the side here. Why do they ask for the insurance card? I don't think we ask for the insurance card.
5: <coughs> we don't. It's not required by law. Yeah. It must be their process. Sometimes I it's I think our insurance covers, covers it. Yeah. Right, our garage keepers. Yeah. If you, um, um Maybe it's something internal and it's also yeah. convenient because then you have it ahead of time when you do yeah. the deals.
0: Maybe Mark Fisher can answer that if he's listening to this. Uh, he's the founder of Awfully Fleece Only, might be listening to this mystery shopping report. I pulled up to the gate of the exit of the lot and handed the guard my papers and identification. It was raining hard and I was uncomfortable driving with front tires that were looking pretty slick. I returned to the lot. The cars commented on how short my test drive was. I mentioned the tires and they looked and said, huh, I don't blame you. Back inside, I saw Derek at the front desk. He asked me how I liked the car and I said, I felt uncomfortable because of the tires. He said he'd have somebody take a look at uh, those. Remember these awfully many cars are priced as is and they're they don't do anything to the cars normally I'd be curious what they would do if they found ball tires but this was they said they'd look they didn't say what they would do about it right. but they say okay we'll put two new tires uh,
5: off lease um, it's it, things are are um, are as is yeah. But I've I've have we've heard from salespeople that they do they will fix things like that Safety and, item. yeah yeah things like
0: that that's smart I, I, I believe you're probably right um, Letty approached and asked me how I liked it. I said, I want to see the pricing. Uh, I, forward, I followed Letty to her computer. And she printed out a worksheet. The sale price was a posted 33999 Now, that was posted. That was advertised. That was online. Had it on the smartphone. Here we go. You listening, Mark? They added a $799. $799 pew, my lips aren't working. My mouth's not working. They added a $799 pre-delivery service charge and a $199 electronic filing fee. The $988 in new junk fees are a big jump from their old $199 dealer fee. Yeah, and they, it,
5: gave, they gave up on the de- <laughs> on yeah, the they, dealer fee fight right there. They, yeah, they gave up on There's it. no longer, they don't have that.
0: Yeah. And so they just changed the name and then uh, they uh, still are not advertising the car at the price that's out the door that you're supposed to do under Florida law. You're supposed to advertise the car at the price you could buy it, plus government fees only. Uh, The junk fees made the actual price $34,997. Now, this two-year-old 36,000 mile Camry was priced almost $3,000 more than a new, spanking new 2022 with no miles. There you have it. Letty said the $500 tag estimate would be less than the final paperwork, which it probably will be. Uh, uh, We've done that in our dealership. We estimate a little higher than it is and then do the refund. Uh, I prefer to go. We don't do it now. We should go with the exact amount, but it's not all that important. Now, one thing I noticed, I don't know if Stu noticed this or not, if you'll do, if you'll look at the uh, line there where they had the sales tax, I'm looking at the uh, copy of the worksheet, and uh, the the they added the electronic filing fee uh, and the uh, temp tag below the line after they calculated the sales tax, as if there was no sales tax paid on those things like the electronic filing fee. Did so, you do the math? I didn't do the math. I'll,
5: I'll do the math because sometimes yeah. it, they're in different order and yeah. it is calculated. Yeah. So.
0: Because they have a total here with the sales tax. Mm-hmm. So it would be they'd have to kind of do it yeah, awkwardly right. it says, it to says tact- it back in. Yeah, it yeah. says
5: taxable yeah. amount is uh, $35,917.
0: So Mark Fisher, if you're listening, if in fact you are charged not paying sales tax on your electronic filing fee and your temporary tag fee, uh, then you are uh, in violation of Florida law uh, because you have to pay sales tax on those items. And that's just a heads up to uh, All Only And to Mark Fisher So there we have it uh, This is not a bad report I mean this is a report um, uh, We need to vote on it And uh, we need to decide uh, A, B, C, D or F We're great on the curve uh, A's are very rare F's are very rare C's are common And uh, let's hear the incoming votes On what you think about All Only
1: I'm going to remind everyone that you can vote if you didn't hear me earlier, and you can do so at 772-497-6530. Your vote is very important.
5: Well, they're not. I don't have any yet coming in, but my thoughts on uh, personally, so I can't get away from the suspicion that uh, they raised the dealer fees um, in response to this uh, inflationary used car market that we're in. Um, yeah. It wasn't I don't think it was a competitive thing. I know that Mark Fisher did say, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, that you know, one of the big things that we struggled with was advertising used car prices without, um, w- without having a dealer fee, because it makes it look like we have a, uh, a, lower, uh, a higher price than dealers with, lower, uh, with dealer fees. So um, I think that the market went crazy and they saw a profit opportunity and they jacked up their fees. So I'm gonna give them a, a C minus.
0: Yeah, it's out of control I mean, we're we're talking to Mark Fisher like he owns it He doesn't own it anymore He's a minority owner And when he ran the store, things were a lot tighter And things were a lot more uh, Consumer friendly So, uh, you know He has a vested interest in there I want to go
5: to a D, by the way Hmm? I'm making it a D A D? D, I
3: got a D, okay Rick? I've got Negan 1, D- minus For don't buy a car with bald tires Tim Gilliland Junk fees equals C. Ah, uh, see Nate Miller, eight hundred dollar pre-delivery service charge for not really doing anything to the car. D. Yeah, what what pre-delivery service was going on in that one? Uh. <laughs> they weren't changing the tires. Tom Stuckle? C. The owner used to allocate for no dealer fees. Ah, yeah. uh, Tim in Florida, C plus. Not bad considering all the other dealers' practices. Brian Sedlacko. C+, plus, don't like the extra dealer fee. Mark Ryan with a C-, minus, and Scott Hunter, D for the fees. All right, we got some coming in, too. Bob gives them an
5: F for off-lease junk fees. Junk cars, unsafe cars, stay off their lot. Um, we have an anonymous D that just popped into um, my inbox. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Wellington also gives them a D. Oh,
0: that's rough. I mean, what were they before?
5: Uh, I think they were an A. Hey, yeah. Or any minus. That's a long fall. Long
0: fall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you still have time to vote. We want to hear your vote on off only West Palm Beach. Texas, 772-497-6530. We do have time. As far as my grade is concerned, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning of the report, I read the transparency, the honesty, uh, the efficiency, and how we base our grade on that. And uh, we definitely have given a lot of good grades. Um, As far as the shop is concerned, I'm not real happy with it. Uh, uh, Changing, you know, a $199 dealer fee to $799. uh, Just, uh, And I I really think that the uh, 500-mile return policy is uh, misleading. That leads a person to think they're going to get their money back. Indeed, that's not true. They're just going to bring that car in, and they're going to trade it in for another car. So uh, with all that said... Um, uh, the Federal Trade Commission, the, that proposal that they're making uh, to uh, that, that that you won't be able to uh, sell your worthless add-ons. I think that the uh, Federal Trade Commission is right on this. So my grade is a C-. And
3: I've got Guy Larrabee with a solid B in light of the add-on extra fees. and My own... I'm going to go with the C- because the dealer fees make a slippery slope, but maybe they'll consider correcting that.
0: So did you ever calculate the sales tax? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, if, if the sales tax is not on there, Mark, uh, that's pretty serious. I mean, you'll, you'll get an audit and they'll come out and uh, you're going to have to go back and pay that back sales tax. Uh, not so much of consumer deception but a business error yeah. that you want to watch hopefully we're wrong it is misleading because it it does show the uh, selling price and then they put sales tax in there and the uh, electronic filing fee and paper tiger blow the line so uh, that makes me nervous as an owner as a part owner it should make you nervous too I'm, I'm going to give them a, uh, gosh I hate to do this especially if Mark's listening I'm going to have to give them a D um, there's too many things here that uh, are worrisome and uh, uh nothing huge but uh, a, a combination of things uh you know the front tires um uh, being uh, we have pictures of the tires by their way. they are pretty slick and uh he didn't calculate the sales tax on it he, did, he didn't calculate the sales and, tax and, and on I, the you, uh, know, you got problems there mark i'm i'm i hope the uh, force the department of motor vehicles isn't <laughs> listening to the show because you got a problem there and uh, we hope you can bring it up. We'll shop you again, and we'll go back to off-lease only. Uh, I think uh, they slipped a little bit. We need to bring them back up. CarMax is the standard now. So CarMax is where we recommend if you're going to buy a car. But as I said before, don't buy a car if you can help it. It's just going to be too expensive today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Earl on Cars this Saturday morning. We'll be right back here uh, next Saturday morning at 8 a.m., and thank you for sharing your information, your advice, and joining us. Have a wonderful weekend.